welcome to the Tent Podcast, that is to say, Thriving in Technology. Your hosts are Sam Moulton and Cecilia Taylor, friends and colleagues at NetApp. Today, we're going to be talking about GHC 20, this year's Grace Hopper celebration, and the impressive lineup of speakers from NetApp. We'll also be talking about the whole process of creating a GHC-worthy presentation. We have a number of amazing guests today, frequent tent flyers, Mercedes Adams and Phoebe Go. Plus, we'll be hearing from first-time guests, MJ Schmidt and Kim Weller. Welcome. Let's start out by having you introduce yourselves to our listeners and let us know how we can find you on the social sphere, the Twitters, the internets. So let's start with MJ. Hi, everybody. My name is Mary Jean Schmidt, otherwise known as MJ, and I work in NetApp's public sector team in the Washington, D.C. area. I am the business development lead for our civilian agency team, and you can find me at Mary Jean Schmidt. Very novel. They're the best, though. Easy to find you. Easy to remember. Mm -hmm. And Kim? Hi, my name is Kim Weller. I manage the tech team enablement office at NetApp which is a function that helps our SEs be more effective. And you can find me at Twitter or underscore Kim, uh, but LinkedIn is probably the better place. And our returning guests, Mercedes Adams. Hi, I'm Mercedes Adams. I'm part of the NetApp Learning Services team. I'm responsible for employee education. And you can find me on Twitter at Mercedes underscore Adams. And of course, the lovely Phoebe. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be back. So I am part of Kim Weller's tech team enablement office. She's my boss, so I can only say nice things about her, but she's fantastic. Yeah, so I support our technical team, especially in our new cloudy portfolio, which is the most exciting to me, and I love talking about it. So you can find me on Twitter. I am at Phoebe Go, all one word, and I'm also on LinkedIn as Phoebe Go. <laughs> you were, you looked confused there for a minute. So uh, thanks, thanks to all of you for taking the time to join us today. GHC is a big deal for NetApp. And I've now participated for the past couple of years. I'm always impressed by how much goes into preparing for this event and how willing everyone is to jump in and do what needs to be done. We're specifically talking about speaking sessions today. And Mercedes and MJ have been very involved in the, the development and then providing guidance and assistance. And we want to start by outlining uh, real, at a real high level NetApp's kind of history with GHC. And I understand there's something called the origin story. So who wants to share that? Well, I don't know. I'll start a little bit. I'm going to throw this to MJ for the origin story and I'll say I'm I'll talk a little bit about NetApp's involvement with Grace Hopper Celebration. And I'm, I'm looking around the table. I, I know we've been participating as a company for probably more than 10 years. And the event has grown and grown to be diverse, inclusive of 25, 30,000 attendees every year. And NetApp has continued to increase its investment in the event, um, sending dozens of people and then hundreds of people to where we are today as a diamond sponsor with, I think, 300 attendees. And it actually takes about 50 volunteers to get us all ready to go. And that's where MJ and I have been partnering in that volunteer group, really focused on helping NetApp bring more voices as speakers to the event. And this is where I'm going to ask MJ, because 
she and I came to this together and we've been walking arm in arm for a few years as far as speaking at Grace Hopper and helping our employees and some of our customers, partners, and alumni get ready to speak. Yes, no, I, I have to say that it's been a fun ride and, and with great success this year, but it was several years ago when Mercedes and I and a, a number of our colleagues were in a session that was called Hidden Figures and Influential People in Your Career Development and in Your Workspace, and it was led by a number of our NetApp colleagues, and we were really impressed, and we walked out saying, how do we do a paper, and what paper are we going to do? And at that same, I'm pretty sure it was that same Grace Hopper conference that Melinda Gates spoke about how many pathways there were to women in tech. And between that and the inspiration from our NetApp colleagues that presented that paper and the fact that Melinda Gates originated the small service font, which was my personal favorite memory of her talk, we decided that we were going to submit a paper ourselves. So that's how it started. And I don't know, Mercedes, if you want to weigh in a little bit more on that Hidden Figures presentation. I was so, I was so inspired. So there were three, three women at NetApp. I think it was uh, GHC 17. And MJ and I were going from session to session. So it was Tamara Helms and Liz Herring who had the Discover Your Organization's Hidden Figures panel session. The, the room was packed. We were thrilled. We were leaning in. It was the year that the movie was released based on, is it Margot Lee Shuttery's book? So we were in there. It was amazing. And also, I want to highlight Nikki Willoughby, who was speaking as an Air Force veteran about hiring more vets into tech. And she had flown in from our Insight event like it was a crazy year and, and MJ, you and I were just like, wow, this event is amazing. The speakers are amazing. I wonder what we could do to get ready. And so we left there thinking, oh, I would love to see a session. And uh, we focused ours. It was a career conversation panel where for GHC 18, we came back and had an amazing group of women who were ready to talk about how they got into their leadership roles. But going through that gauntlet, that approval process to become a speaker, I think we were naive. <laughs> we didn't know then when our GHC 18 paper was accepted that they have a 20% acceptance rate because they get thousands of papers every year. So the first paper you submitted got accepted. That's right. Wow. <laughs> You're shrugging, but that's pretty impressive. My goodness. We didn't know then what we know now. I think it was like <laughs> rolling the dice on the craps table in Vegas and, and being a beginner. So let me ask you, did that, you're saying you didn't know then what you don't know now. Is what now more helpful or, I, I know we're going off on a tangent here, but that's an interesting thing for you to say. Yeah, I think when we submitted, I have to say, I think when we submitted, uh, Mercedes and I are both pretty good at following instructions. At least I know I am. I do a lot of proposals. And so Grace Hopper has a lot of instructions for how you submit a paper. And so we were very meticulous counting our characters and making sure we have the right font size and the right J JPEG format in everything we did. And so I think that maybe helped us because we learned along the way, actually after the fact, that Grace Hopper doesn't even review proposals that don't meet those formatting criteria. And so we decided that, that was probably our, our, our first thing that we learned after the fact. 
I don't know, Mercedes, what do you think? That's what, that's one of the things we learned. <laughs> and I think we didn't know at that time, as MJ said, we followed the rules and we, we did the best work we could and the paper was accepted. What really shocked us is when we realized we were the only paper that year accepted from NetApp because there were a lot of women who had worked just as hard as we had. And I think that surprised us that somehow our paper managed to navigate that approval process and be selected when so many equally and even better and amazing sessions were turned down. And, and that's where we said, okay, now we've been inspired um, by people like Liz and Nikki and Tamara. Now uh, we had our chance. What could we do to build a community so that more women are successful through what is really a challenging process? Before you go there, I am coming into this. I, I don't know anything about that paper that was accepted. And I, I have to know now. I have to know a little bit about it. Who presented? Who? What was it? A panel? Tell me about it. It was a panel. And the origins of it were Mercedes and I both tried to think of uh, different women that had uh, different career paths. So either started differently or had a different route to their leadership role. And interestingly enough, the first set of women we came up with were all NetApp, either at NetApp or NetApp alums. So that was pretty interesting. And so we went from there to reaching out through our network to develop a list of uh, panelists that met the very important criteria that you cannot have two people on the panel from the same organization. Oh, okay. Did not realize that. Okay. So we were creative. So I, I owe a lot to MJ and her sales strategy here because when we sat down and we started to think about who could fill up this panel, we knew the topic. We did a lot of workshopping. I think we ended up, we actually started out with more people than you could fit on a panel. I mean, it turned out just right. But women like Laura Quintana, who's a VP at Cisco, Regina Kunkel, Megan Steele at NetApp, YY Lee, who is an entrepreneur, chairman of the board for, I'm not going to say the name of the company. So we had, we, and I'm, I think I'm forgetting somebody. Francesca AWS. Vasquez who runs the solution architects at Amazon Web Services. So we, we ended up with this amazing uh, set of speakers. So MJ and I effectively became, we were managing their stage presence in a way. We went through, we submitted the speaker proposal, we coordinated, we did the dry runs and, and we, we helped them be fantastic on stage. And so they, that group were the presenters. I think what MJ and I really appreciated was that that platform and that opportunity to participate through their voices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you were about to go in a different direction and I'm honestly not sure what that was. Do you remember Mercedes? <laughs> yeah, because that was our next step coming back is we wanted more people to feel fantastic right, and right. have that same opportunity. And this is where we sat down and actually had to plan. I think it was the events in October and by November, we were already recruiting the next crop of potential speakers. Wow. That's, That's your stick-to-itiveness, your willingness to see that through, especially after what I, I would imagine was a hectic, busy 
attending an event like that, it, it takes it takes a lot out of me because I, there's a lot of people and you have to do with these things. But you, it, it sounds like you got right back on it and had a vision for what you wanted to do with, or for NetApp speakers for women, right? Who have, like you said, they have voices that need to be heard. MJ and I, we'd worked right. together on some initiatives to try to change the world in the past. And so <laughs> I think... In, in partnership, MJ, when we came back, I, I want to give you some credit for inspiring me to do more than just saying, hey, let's start working on next year's paper. Because I think we were still at the Grace Hopper celebration, maybe walking the show floor, the expo hall floor when you were like, let's do this. Let's build something. No, it was fun. And I have to admit, it's, it's, it's great to have an excuse to have a regular meeting together. <laughs> so that's part of it. But also we felt like we could help because we could help other women navigate some of the process that we really didn't understand when we went into it. One of the reasons that Mercedes and I were incented to start our speaker series is not just because we think it's a great thing that women have this opportunity to develop proposals, but also we wanted to help them decipher and make it a little easier on the Grace Hopper process. It's a bit arduous. It's a lot of detail. And we thought if we could help with that, then we could encourage the potential presenters to come forward with great ideas and build their networks and just make it more fun for them than having to go through the the you know gory details so that was one part of the inspiration and also candidly we just wanted more NetApp proposals we wanted to go from Tamara's and Liz's to and and Nikki's to ours to something more than one so that was really the biggest motivator I think and you have accomplished your mission I don't know if one of you wants to lay out or just quickly describe the content behind the sessions that were accepted this year I think we have Phoebe Go and, and Kim Weller, who are two of those presenters this year, so we can let them speak to theirs, but there's a number of others. Um, who would like to cover that? We're really excited this year for <laughs> virtual Grace Hopper 2020. We have five speakers from NetApp that were selected, as well as a NetApp alum. And so more than any year, am I right? Am I right? Let's highlight that. Big win this year. Yes, absolutely. A big, a super big win. And, and actually in a very trying time because the dates kept shifting, the requirements were a little bit more arduous because they had to resubmit looking at some of the more topical themes that we're in the middle of, such as the pandemic and diversity and inclusion. And so the papers that were accepted were largely mentoring circles, which was a really popular format last year at Grace Hopper. And so in addition to Kim and Phoebe, who we're going to hear from, we also had Pranima Varma, who is presenting on the first job conundrum, which is an excellent topic for during the middle of a pandemic. And Anusha um, Paramal, who's presenting Be Wise When Everyone Around You Is Smart. And Anusha actually uh, started her paper when she was with NetApp and then moved to Salesforce. So she's an, an official alum. And then we have another uh, series of presenters that are doing my personal favorite, a poster. Amy Vargas and Tracy Cummings are going to present on combating the cost and complexity of cloud storage. So what super exactly, excited about these topics. So what is a poster session and how is it different from a regular session? I don't know if anyone of you has ever been to a scientific conference, but I cover a number of agencies in my job like NOAA and NASA. And when you go to their conferences, there are always poster sessions. In fact, a number of years ago, my colleagues and I presented a poster at one of the 
uh, meteorological conferences. But in any event, it's exactly that. It's a poster, physical, that the presenters present their hypothesis, their findings, their observations, and they basically do that in a much smaller format, say a couple of people walking around to hear them, than a presentation which is typically in a larger room, several hundred people. I, I so this year will it. be a virtual I, poster. I, I, I still don't get it. I don't, I don't, I can't like imagine what you're talking about. So is it like a science fair where you're standing yes. there with your, okay, okay. So we'll walk around and they listen to what you have to say. That internship in RTP in Sunnyvale at the end of the year where all the interns are standing in front of a poster board with, ah. you know, here, here's the project oh. I completed. That also happens. So MJ and I are a fan of the posters because we've walked through them on the, the expo hall floor in the past when Grace Hopper was a physical event. And, and this time I know our poster champions, Tracy and Amy, they, they actually had to recreate everything in a new technology landscape, like from Friday to Monday, I think they put theirs together. So quick turnaround, new tech. So what does that mean? So it's not a poster anymore. It's not a physical poster. It's some other medium? Digital. Digital. Okay. I'm excited to see it. Yes. I can't wait because I haven't been to a virtual poster session yet. So we do have speakers with us. We're privileged to have speakers with us, I should say. Phoebe, you partnered up with Kim. So tell us how, how you two came up with this idea and what made you want to submit and Maybe you can even talk about how MJ and Mercedes helped you. I'd say Kim partnered up with me because she actually suggested, you know, that we submit something together. It's, it's something that's really topical for us. I think diversity in, in technical teams, especially technical pre-sales is something that I, I think a lot of tech companies, are, a lot of companies are struggling with trying to find that diversity. And that's something we hear a lot is I'm trying to find a candidate who's diverse. How do I do that? Like, do you know anyone? Like we know all the female technologists in the world. <laughs> it's like, can you? And, and I, you I don't? think <laughs> I'd like to, <laughs> but it, it was, it was almost, it was this topic that we've talked about on and off, not just as our, in, in our jobs, but just when we're sitting around having a drink. And I think it was, Kim has submitted before for, for Grace Hopper and I've always wanted to. So I thought, oh great, I'm going to team up with somebody who's got that experience. <laughs> and, and hopefully with the two of us, we can provide a really rounded perspective and we got accepted. So that was awesome. Phoebe was talking a little bit about how you two partnered on this presentation and you got accepted. What was in your mind, Kim, when you reached out to Phoebe? Oh yeah, I submitted, thanks for the question. I submitted uh, the prior year at Grace Hopper to do a panel presentation, which the topic of that was really related to how different people in the organization perceive data and how we need to understand each other's language. But that was not accepted, <laughs> and I got some good feedback. But so this year, as you heard from Mercedes and MJ, uh, there are a lot of different ways that we can participate in Grace Hopper. So I decided to submit a mentoring circle instead. And as a mentoring circle, you could actually have, uh, unlike some of the presentations, you can have two people from the same company. And uh, so Phoebe and I have both had really extraordinary careers as sales engineers, and that is an unusual choice, I think, sometimes for women in tech, 
And so what a great partnership for Phoebe and I to be able to, to submit for a mentoring circle to talk about that and to try to encourage young women to actually look at that as a career choice and to help them understand how to be prepared to do that and how to look for those opportunities. So I think Mercedes has a question for you, Kim. Yeah, Kim, and, and there's two points I want to make. First is that Kim has been amazing in our speaker prep series. After her session wasn't selected last year, she came to the table to our speaker prep series to help empower everyone and walked us through the entire process, all the effort that she put in. Because even though her data focus session wasn't selected at Grace Hopper, it did become a session at our corporate, at our Insight event for customers and partners. And so that speaker proposal that she had put so much uh, in fun nights and weekends and working in coffee shops to build, she transformed that and took it to another conference. I think that's one of the benefits. And so I just, Kim, I want you to touch on that a little bit and then how you also were one of the voices to inspire those who submitted this year. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think one of the things I would say too is don't, don't immediately dismiss something that you think you don't have time to do or that you might have some trepidation. When Mercedes came back to me and said that my original Grace Hopper session had been selected for Insight, that is a very different audience. And I had a panel of amazing women specifically who I had convinced to be on my panel because of Grace Hopper, who probably would not have been quite so interested to go to NetApp Insight. So I actually had to pretty much reformulate that panel and that presentation, I actually had a customer, a couple customers, as well as someone from NetApp to present a slightly similar but mostly different panel at, at Insight. So that was an interesting experience. And at first, I, I did not want to do that. But through Mercedes guidance and coaching, I really said, you know what, let me take this opportunity. <laughs> and then certainly learning from the first experience at Grace Hopper, again, of not being successful. I, I certainly wanted to expand my horizons and expand the options to make sure that we could get as many papers or as many representatives as possible from NetApp who were showing up and to do sessions at Grace Hopper. So you mentioned Insight. Will any of the presentations that got accepted at GHC also be presented at Insight? I'm going to jump in here because I have one data point, which is really interesting, is that I know a paper that was submitted to Grace Hopper that again was declined to Grace Hopper, however, was resubmitted to Insight. And Banu Sundar is presenting a paper, I believe it's on data security at our at Insight. And again, I think that's where we want more diverse voices speaking at all technical conferences. And, and Grace Hopper, that celebration, that conference was the spark. And we are looking at other places where we can help support people. And, and Abanu is an amazing technologist, right? She's teaching people how to get certified for NetApp. And so I'm just, I'm really excited to say that she wasn't selected for Grace Hopper. However, she'll have an insight platform. Yeah. It's nice that these people who have spent so much time developing these presentations have another venue or another opportunity to be heard, to present them. So here's what, one thing I'm wondering. It's always been an in-person event and now we're virtual. So how is that how is that being done? So Phoebe and Kim, you're presenting. What does that look like? So when they made it virtual, the, the first thing they said was, oh, you basically have to all resubmit. It was like this, this kind of email that came out and we all went, 
what? <laughs> like it was this moment of we, we were going, we were so happy we'd been accepted. And then they said, oh, look, things are going to be different because it's virtual. And it turns out, okay, it wasn't that scary. It wasn't that much of a change. But they did ask us to consider our topic in light of those kind of events. And I thought that was, it was thoughtful of them to, to, of the organizers of the conference to try and make it more, more relevant to the time. And so I think that has, it, it made us stop and think, okay, is this topic still the most important thing, the way that we were presenting it? And um, for Kim and myself, I think it, I'll speak for me, but I, it definitely is because a lot of people I'm speaking to uh, right now are going, okay, so what happens? We're all working from home. How is your job? And I'm like, oh, my job's fine. I always work from home. Like I'm not getting on planes as much. And I was like, oh, this is a great career path for somebody who is looking for that kind of experience where they're not worried about something like this, stopping their business and a lot of my uh, colleagues, a lot of the, the team are, are busier than ever. And I think that's really great, for, obviously, for us. And, and so I think that's a really interesting perspective that we bring to a different kind of career than maybe somebody else is thinking about. And I can't speak to anything else than what I've done. I think it's interesting because the title is Building a Lucrative and Rewarding Career as a Sales Engineer. And all I had to do was add a dash and say, even remotely, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, just yeah, I know. So the title, so even just the nature of the role, I think is, and I hope this is something that would be appealing, certainly to the attendees at, at Grace Hopper. That is one aspect that you can actually do that, right, in this time. And, and certainly even if we're not uh, dealing with, with COVID. There's something else is that as um, technologists, like we are in a kind of an area of technology that's maybe a little bit different to what other people are used to. I think that's one of the things that we when I'm talking about my role is that I'm not sitting at a computer programming. I'm most of my day. I'm talking to people. I'm talking to customers. Or I'm talking to my team or I'm talking to other parts of our business. And I think it's, it's one of those things that I really want to get out there is that there's so much scope within the industry and Grace Hopper is a great place to go, oh, wow, it's not just this one thing that I thought technology was, whether it's hacking in a basement or whether it's working for a huge multi, let's say, uh, personal identity collecting company. It's, there's so many opportunities. And uh, I think that's what we, we really wanted to talk about, regardless of current situation in the world. So, Phoebe, you were a first time, essentially a first time uh, submitter, correct? Yes, that's and right. <laughs> you got lucky first time out, just like MJ and, and Mercedes did. First time is the charm or whatever. But what is your message for other women who would, who might be thinking about this and they're finding that they're feeling like it's too much that they aren't, they don't have what it takes to present or to share their story. Essentially, that's what you're doing. You're sharing your story. So what tips would you give them or, or how would you encourage them to pursue this? I have three tips then. Three. Perfect. Three, yes. So the, the, fir the first one is that I think um, coming up with a good idea and that takes a long time, like percolating that idea. Maybe it's brainstorming it with friends or maybe it's just writing down. Like I, I thought when, when Kim came to me with this, I was like, oh, great. This is an idea. This is something I care about and this is something I want to talk about. So that was... Good. That was awesome because I think it's got to be something you care about to be able to build a whole proposal and go through all the font changes and the numbers of sentences and all that sort of thing that you had to. Yeah, it's uh, hard to talk about something you don't care about. Who wants to do that? Yeah. And so my second tip would be to 
start early. <laughs> start early. Oh, don't uh, wait until the last minute, you mean? Okay. Although I'll, I'll let Kim talk about our, our timing on that proposal. But yeah, I think giving yourself enough time and realizing that they ask for the proposals to be due, but there's always these little things that have to be done. Like your bio, that was one. And then my third tip is to either find or join a support group like what Mercedes and MJ set up and our speaker series had people who were not from NetApp they had just it was so great to have this support network when we were go when I was going through it going oh do I really want to do this do I really have the time but then you're getting that constant reminder and, and support and encouragement yeah. and hearing from all the other people is really motivating as well. So I don't know if they, if all those groups exist or if uh, they can join ours, but I think that was really, yeah, really helped. It would be interesting to know if there are other groups out there that do what these two fabulous women do for others, because they're, they are selfless. And so you know, I have just to... now I, I'm, I'm passing on compliments. Just, just shush for a second here. Okay. <laughs> I am just every day. So impressed by what I learn about Mercedes and MJ, I'm getting to know you better. I think this podcast was a great opportunity to do that. You have to have a real passion for wanting to help others. And that comes through you anyway okay i'll 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 stop i appreciate i appreciate this and this is the perfect opportunity because uh, as phoebe's saying join a support group collaborate don't do this alone mj and i we started a few years ago inspired by other women and there are so many women and men who are now helping us that i need to give a call out to Jocelyn, to Tracy, to Diane, to Rochelle, to Julie, and also to Chris Wilcox, um, because we have men who have supported us in this journey as well. And so it's, it's become bigger than the two of us. And that's why I'm, I'm making the faces over here is because if we didn't say thank you to the whole community, to speakers like Kim, who are willing to share their story, to our customers, to our partners, and to people like Anusha, who she submitted many times. She worked late at night and and she's even left NetApp and gone to Salesforce and is still part of our community. I think that says something about that, the, the power of connection. And there, it takes so many people to review 35 speaker proposals. It wasn't just MJ and I, right? That was everybody together. So I'm, I'm just high-fiving all of our community. And, and I'm high-fiving back, but I'm just going to say something. You two started it. it. You are the genesis of this whole support group. So come on, just like, just acknowledge that it was your brainchild. And here we are today. I know for a fact that you helped a friend of mine, a member of the NetApp A team, Becky Elliott, through all of her efforts to have a, a session accepted and she couldn't be more appreciative. You guys are heroes to her. And so that's what I'm saying. I, I, I know people that you have really inspired and you have had an impact on their lives. This isn't just about a presentation. I would like to connect the dots on a couple of things. So Phoebe had mentioned submit early as one of the things that's really important. I will acknowledge on our session, I basically wrote it up and submitted it all in, in, in the day, like right before the deadline. <laughs> and I was frantically like texting GB, hey, I need information for your bio. <laughs> However, the one of the reasons you submit early is because of that amazing feedback from that community that MJ and Mercedes has helped to build. And so that 
have been super valuable for me the first time around when I was a little more ahead of it, but also I think to everybody that's submitted. And so I think cannot underestimate, you know, the importance of positive constructive feedback to strengthen the submission and your message. You know, it's a huge, it's a huge benefit. We've covered a lot of ground here, but any tidbits that we should throw in into the mix? Cecilia, you've been quiet mainly because I haven't given, I know I haven't given you really much of a chance, but so anything that you want to add from your perspective? I think this was really great to hear the process that goes into crafting presentation for submission to GHC, knowing that even if the presentation isn't accepted, it's still a learning and a journey for other conferences where a presentation may be accepted. There's a valuable community that has been built through this process. So I think that is maybe one of the best benefits to the team that's here, but also to those that are supporting and those that are allies to the group. That is really wonderful. And I'm so happy to hear it. I think that's a wrap though for this episode of Tent. We'd like to thank Mercedes, Phoebe, Kim, uh, along with MJ for joining us today. And to our listeners out there, we know you have a bunch of podcasts you could be listening to, and we appreciate the time you took to spend with us. We know that you have questions, so we want to hear them. Email us. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Tell us what you would like to hear us cover in a future episode. Email us at ng-tentpodcast at netapp.com with your comments and your questions. And uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Sam Moulton is Sam Moulton and I'm Cecilia Taylor. Thank you until next time. 